Let me call to order the Flood Resilience Committee meeting for Monday, December 4th. It's good to see everybody here today. Um, is there a motion that we approve the minutes from the November 6th meeting? Second. We have a motion to second. Any discussion? All in favor, say aye. All right. The motion carries. The minutes are approved. Item 3 is public comments. If you would like to address the committee, please come forward. Name and address. Two and a half minutes, please. Anyone for public comment? All right, there being none, we will close public comment and move to item four, presentation of the draft Mount Pleasant Hazard Mitigation Plan. Hello. Hello. Enjoyed your celebration of the end of hurricane season in that one. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good afternoon, Mayor and Council. Um, I'm Shannon Whitehead, the Emergency Management and Resilience Officer for the town. Um, I have asked Nathan, Nathan Slaughter with ESP to present to you key points on the town's hazard mitigation plan that they have created for the town. The plan is currently being reviewed by FEMA. Once this plan has been reviewed, the next step will be for the town's adoption process. Um, before Mr. Slater proceeds with the presentation, I would like to say thank you um, for all the hard work ESP has done with collaborating to create this plan that will help with mitigation and planning efforts to help protect the residents of the town of Mount Pleasant. So. Thank you, Nathan, and here's Nathan. Thank you, Shannon, and thank you, Flood Committee, for having me. I'm excited to be here. I, I come down here a lot. I, I live in Raleigh, but I've been burning up and down 95 over the past year with uh, with the hazard mitigation plan and some other work we're doing with the, with the town. So excited to be back. Uh, let's see. Here we go. So that is the cover of your hazard mitigation plan. Um, it's over a year in the making, and um, I, I run the hazard mitigation department at ESP Associates, and we do these types of plans for clients kind of anywhere folks want us to go. But this is by far the most pretty plan I've ever done. <laughs> it's gorgeous, um, and we're very proud of it. And, and, and a lot of that comes from the, the participation and the support we got from town staff and making sure that we delivered a a product that was up to the standards of, of Mount Pleasant, and, and we think it does uh, fit that. So uh, just real quick, I did want to give you guys a, a briefing on what this plan is, why, why we do it, uh, and the importance of it for Mount Pleasant. Obviously, hazards, natural hazards, man-made technological hazards are inevitable. They continue to occur and will continue to occur. There's a little we can do about that. We, we know they're going to continue to happen. Uh, but there is something we could do about it, and that's where mitigation and hazard mitigation comes into place. Uh, if we look at the dictionary definition of mitigation, we're talking about causing something to become less harsh or hostile. Hazard mitigation is looking at anything we can do today while we're not being impacted by an event to reduce the impact of the next event that we know is coming. Um, uh, the hazard, so hazard mitigation is understanding that the town conti will continue to be impacted by hazards, uh, and mitigation plans uh, propose solutions to those challenges that the hazards present to the town. Uh, why do we do this? We've got federal legislation that requires it. Um, having a hazard mitigation plan in place um, ensures that Mount Pleasant remains eligible for funding uh, from the federal, federal government in the form of uh, programs such as the Hazard Mitigation Grant Program, uh, the Building Resilient Infrastructure and Communities Program, the BRIC program, which the town just learned recently that they were selected for some funding uh, to, to do some drainage improvement in the 
Old Village. Um, so in, in order to be eligible for that funding, you have to have this plan in place. And, and that's why another reason why we do this. Um, basically, there's two types of mitigation. You've got your existing development. Uh, we've already got a built, built out town pretty much. Um, there is stuff in harm's way, houses, infrastructure, et cetera. Um, we can mitigate that, those properties. Uh, and then any any future development, we can mitigate that by having good sound land use policies, uh, the, the flood policy, the, the floodplain management policy in place that makes sure that any new development that's done is not um, increasing our vulnerability. So the process we went through, there's a planning process. We had a, a team of folks that worked on this. Uh, we met probably four or five times over the course of development of the plan. We did a risk assessment because to do a hazard mitigation plan, we got to know what hazards we're planning for. Uh, and then we do a capability assessment that addresses what's the capability of the town of Mount Pleasant to do anything about their hazards. Um, and then from there, we work on the mitigation strategy. And that's where we start to lay out what are those solutions to our hazard problems here in Mount Pleasant. Uh, there's a plan maintenance section uh, that talks about how we'll continue to update the plan in the future. Uh, and then documentation. FEMA's got a basically a checklist of things that they look for in the plan, um, and that's what they're doing right now. Is looking at that checklist. It made it through um, South Carolina EMD review without any revisions needed, and they passed it on up to FEMA. I'm just looking at it now. Um, so I talked about this a little bit. You had your hazard mitigation planning team. We did some public outreach and participation. Um, I'll touch on that briefly. We had several meetings. As I mentioned, we had a kickoff meeting. It's been, it's been a while, uh, March of, of last year. Uh, and then we had a mitigation strategy meeting, uh, second planning team meeting, and then we pre presented the draft plan uh, actually just a few weeks ago to the hazard mitigation planning team. But we had this meeting here was out at uh, Alhambra Hall. And it was one of the best meetings we've ever conducted as a, as a consulting team. Just the, the participation was great. You can see a lot of town staff there, but also other stakeholders were, in, were involved. Um, and this is the, the list of folks that came out to that meeting. Uh, a gentleman from the state um, EMD office said it was one of the best meetings he ever, he ever went to for hazard mitigation. So um, kudos to the town for helping pull that together. Uh, we did some public engagement. This is a, cop, uh, a picture of the booth that the town had at, at one of those opportunities. Um, there were staff there. There were It was well-managed and, and well-manned uh, throughout that event. And then we had an online survey. Um, we, we found, you know, folks, or it's a lot easier for folks to kind of fill out a survey at their leisure online. Uh, and that survey had over 80 responses, which we've incorporated into the plan. So good public engagement and outreach. Um, this is kind of hard to see, but this is a, a list of all the hazards that are included in the plan, natural hazards, technological hazards, human calls, uh, man-made hazards. Uh, so it's very comprehensive. Um, if you dig into the plan, it's a very large document because FEMA requires us to kind of profile the hazards and do a lot of writing about them. But um, it is very comprehensive in terms of the scope of the hazards we look at. Um, but from that list of hazards, we kind of narrow it down to um, you know, what are the, the more critical hazards to Mount Pleasant? Obviously, flooding, hurricanes, and that sort of thing kind of rises to the top. Um, so you see yeah, here on the right, hurricanes, flooding, cyber incidents, infrastructure failure, uh, and severe storms were the high-risk hazards that we landed on, uh, and everything else kind of fell into moderate and low risk. From there, we did a capability assessment where we looked at what's the capability of this, uh, the town and the staff here to do anything about their hazards. 
the best case scenario is you have high capability and, and low vulnerability to hazards. Uh, that's not where, not quite where you guys are. You've got one piece of that component. Uh, you have very high capability as a town, as your staff is highly capable to, to do something about the hazard problem. Unfortunately, we've got a high vulnerability being a coastal community and, and close to the, uh, to the beach and the rivers. Yeah. Uh, from there, we did the mitigation strategy where we start to lay out what are the goals of the, of, of, of the town for reducing their vulnerability. Uh, I love these goals. They're very concise and straight to the point. Practice risk-informed governance that will help create a more resilient Mount Pleasant. Strive for whole community capability growth related to hazard mitigation and resilience. And then implement nature-based solutions to achieve greater resilience. So those are perfect. Um, a, lot of, a lot of times people try to get too in the weeds with their goals, but those are perfect and straight to the point. Uh, we do mitigation through mitigation techniques. We do pre prevention, property protection, natural resource protection, structural projects, emergency services, public education and awareness. So every action that we have in the plan falls into one of these categories. Um, and, and in that plan, you guys have over 119 mitigation actions identified. So steps you're taking to reduce your vulnerability to hazards and increase your resilience. So that is great. Uh, plant maintenance just talks about how we'll monitor and implement the plan over time and continue to keep the public involved. Um, and so next steps in this process, like we said, the plan it, it has already been up to South Carolina EMD in Columbia. They had no revisions. They sent it on to FEMA uh, a few weeks ago. FEMA, you never know how long it's going to take them to review it. It just depends on how many plans they've got in place uh, to review. Uh, but they have 45 days by law to get through their review. So we're, we got our fingers crossed, but we think, you know, we won't see any comments come back from them, but we'll see. Any comments that do come back, we'll address those immediately, and then we'll ask for the plan to be presented to town council and adopted um, at a later date, TBD. That's all I had. Any questions or comments or concerns for me? Mr. Chairman. Um, I have a question about what we saw on the first slide. Uh, left out the word resilience. You go back to the first slide. First slide. Bear with me. Don't look at the screen. You'll get dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> this one here? Oh, flood committee. You call us the flood committee. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> actually the flood resilience. Gotcha. Which is what we're trying to be able to do. And I noticed in the mitigation strategy, there are three strategies, and each one uses the word resilience. To yes, have sir. resilience to respond uh, as opposed to <clears throat> making plans to, I guess, keep it from happening. So um, I would ask that you change that. <laughs> Absolutely. That, and that's on me. I apologize for that. Thank you. Yes, sir. So um, do we do we wait now until we hear if FEMA has anything to say? That's right. Yeah, we're in a bit of a waiting game now, and we're, we're hopeful they'll turn it around as quickly as they can. Sometimes it's very quick. Sometimes it takes a little longer. Uh, again, it all depends on Atlanta. So, you know, they're working with other states and communities. Um, so we just don't really know how long it's going to take, but they have 45 days. 45 days. That's, the, that's their law, okay. uh, by law. So. Okay. 
So that would be by the, well, around the first of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. November 21st. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, one question I had, and Councilman Rambo is a new member of this committee since we just did new assignments. So he and I both sit on waterworks. And utilities are a common target for cyber attacks. Mm -hmm. And there are, um, what would you call them, tests, I guess? Not, not really drills, but you don't know. Um, staff get these emails, and it's a test, and it's sent out to see what kind of compliance there is. And every month we get a, a little um, compendium of how many people got the email, how many opened it, you know, and what what remedial action was taken on that type thing. So just when I see cyber attack on there, that's a pretty, pretty broad and pretty expansive. Now, obviously, we don't have anything like, you know, everybody knows that incident that happened in Florida where they actually successfully adjusted the amount of chlorine that was going in the drinking water. That could be deadly. Mm -hmm. We don't have anything quite so immediate, quite so dangerous. However, I guess we would be a, a prime target for a ransomware type attack. I believe the Isle of Palms got one of those um, a, a while back. So um, I would just be interested to see how how big and how thorough our cybersecurity um, would be under this. Yeah, I remember working with the town. They felt they had a pretty good uh, program in place for, for catching and filtering a lot of that stuff out. But yeah, diligence with, with cyber is, is the key, just making sure that you're very diligent with what you're opening and, and, and just being super careful and, and trusting the sender. And even when you trust the sender sometimes, just if, if, if it looks suspicious, be very careful with, with what you're opening. Yeah. And, and we have, um, that is one of the areas where we've, I think, advanced the most. In, in fact, it would uh, probably be, be good if you're comfortable at one of the subcommittees, say, next month to, to review that part of our mitigation plan. And, and although some things are uncovered through this process, there have been some things that we've been aware of for, for some time. So I think that would be great. Yes. It's the world we live in. Mm -hmm. Any other um, questions or remarks? Yes, sir. Thank you for this uh, draft overview, and we look forward to, um, I guess it would be probably January before this is ready for being voted on and passed by. That's right, Council. and I'll, I'll come back for that as well. Okay. And I'll get you to where you need to be here. We go. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate it. All right, the next item is uh, the Edwards Park Drainage Basin Project Update. Mr. Mitchell. Yes, sir. Good to see you, Mr. Mayor, members of the committee. Uh, this is an update on an ongoing project. We've been, uh, it's been underway for quite some time now, so this is a good opportunity because we're getting close to uh, completing the, the constructor drawings here, and we'll be moving forward um, in, the, in the new year. So this is good timing. Um, <clears throat> this graphic shows it highlights the basin area itself. It is ranked second on the priority list that was evaluated back in 2017 by Thompson Hutton, the first being Laurel Avenue. Um, it is 136 acres. Uh, total numbers of parcels is 434. Um, we've had, since the uh, past two years, we've had four informational meetings. One was at Alhambra Hall, was not well attended. Um, the second two um, were 
were hosted by a resident in the old village. She, uh, Ms. Janet Newman, she did a little PR work for us, and she was able to get 10 to 15 folks in her house, and we were able to make a, a two brief presentations there, which was uh, very, very good, very positive meeting. And then also, um, we walked the route, and we handed out over 80 handouts door-to-door uh, for the residents, and we conducted a drop-in meeting pass in this past November at Edwards um uh, Edwards Base, um, Edwards, excuse me, Edwards Park, um, which was very well attended as well. So, all in all, we've made uh, forty over forty six points of contacts. I have most of their email addresses. I've updated those folks, told them about this meeting, and I'll I'll keep them uh, kind of informed as we move along. So, I think you know, feeling very good about the information that's being uh, reached out to the the residents there um, in the basin. So everyone pretty should be pretty familiar with what's going on. Uh, this project is funded currently. Um, the uh, pre-disaster mitigation grant is, uh, we were awarded $5.2 million, uh, town matching $1.7 million. The SCDOT contribution, $754,000, that's been confirmed recently as well, still being available for the town. Um, so our total budget for the project is $7.7 million. Uh, construction drawings, as mentioned, we're moving forward with some final adjustments. Um, there's a number of small tweaks that we're going to be uh, enhancing. We also will be uh, updating the permits um, as well with the review agencies to make sure they've got updated plans um, showing the latest, um, the latest areas and improvements. So uh, our timing for this project is early 2024 to start bid start advertising for the bid, and hopefully, uh, if everything goes smooth, uh, be ready for construction mid-2024, okay? Um, a little bit about the project. These are two graphics uh, we're using uh, to demonstrate. Well, we used them in our, our public information meeting, but the one on the left, the colorful one, well, the one uh, that shows um, on the left there, it shows green. There's, those are elevations that represents the, um, the highs and lows, the lows being the greens, the reds being high, and the whites being the highest elevation property. What this project is going to do is going to install a bypass where um, you might be able to see it, but there's a red line there at Ferry Street in the middle of the drawing. What that bypass is going to do, it's going to break this drainage basin in half pretty much where 70 acres is going to go uh, gra be gravity-fed into Charleston Harbor, and there's about 60 acres that will um, be isolated just for the existing pump system. Right now, 136 acres being managed by a, a pump system that doesn't have enough capacity, frequently floods at the corner of uh, um, Pitt and, uh, and Ferry Street. So uh, the beauty about the bypass is, is that we're going to be installing a gravity system. We're not going to be using the pump to uh, manage the upper part of this basin. Um, and we're going to isolate a much smaller area just for that pump so it'll be able to keep up in heavy rain events more frequently than it does now. Uh, the uh, exhibit on the right shows how we're approaching the construction. Um, it is going to be segmented into phases, uh, shown in orange and blue are going to be the first phase. Um, and then the rest colors are going to be in, in the second uh, part of the construction project. The reason we're doing this is because we want the 
contractor to close these projects out and not keep an active construction project from beginning to the very end. We're going to put some hard deadlines in the very beginning on the lower part of these improvements, the most critical part. And we're going to ensure that those are put back, um, shoulders are dressed, and, and there's pavement down before, um, you know, before the contractor is able to move forward. So, um, so we're going to do it a little differently than Royal. Um, and I think you're going to see a, a much better, shorter duration of construction activity in the neighborhood hmm. by doing that. <laughs> so uh, one critical piece about this project is where we're going to have the laydown yard. Um, we were using the uh, ball field at uh, Mount Pleasant Academy as well as the Stewart Angles, which are pretty far away from the construction project. Um, so what we're proposing to do is use half of, uh, half of Edwards Park. Um, this is only 50% uh, of it, and uh, the reason that is critical, it puts us right in, right in the middle of where all the construction activity is occurring. It will help speed up the project, speed up the construction of the project, and it also will help reduce the impact to the surrounding neighbors because it will prevent the contractors from having material stockpiled in the right-of-way, and it will help organize and, um, and keep the project moving more, uh, more smoothly, smoothly having this available. This was presented to everyone that came out to the public meeting as well as all, all the information, and no one said anything negative. Um, they kind of understood and they got it, the importance of using this area for, uh, for the project. <clears throat> so, um, so we're not only going to be putting pipe just into, uh, into the, the right-of-way. We're going we're to be targeting specific areas as well, uh, most notably at the, the top corner of Ferry and Fairmont's. Um, we spoke to uh, the homeowner at the corner, Mr. Kevin Rogers. He is very familiar now with what we're planning on doing. We're going to add an inlet. We're going to extend down in front of his house and tie into the existing storm drain system. So we're going to solve that problem between he and his neighbor. Um, the next area is Nicholas Alley. That is a persistent problem, very frequent flooding down there. We're going to add an inlet. We're going to make sure that that surface water does not exit the right-of-way enters in a specific inlet we're going to tie in uh, to the existing drainage system as well at that location. So that'll be a great improvement at that area. We're also um, behind uh, Miss Barbara Smith's house. There's the Ferry Street Royal Avenue. She's had a history of problems where water is running off of Ferry Street into her backyard. Um, her garage is flooded a number of times. So what we're going to, we're going to install an asphalt berm and we're probably going to install two inlets at that location making sure we capture all the runoff coming off of the upper part of ferry street putting it into the system and then taking it down to um, pump station whereas right now it's just going into our backyard we're also going to look at the freeman street problem um, this is a bowl with no outlets the drainage basin is about 12 acres um, the the bypass system is actually going to go down in front of Ferry Street, so we're going to have an inlet there at the very bottom of that basin, and it's going to greatly is going to solve that problem for good. And also down at Ferry Street and New Streets, uh, there's some offsite runoff coming into uh, 220 Queen uh, residence. That's Ms. Harden's property. Uh, we're going to help her as well by installing an asphalt berm. We're not going to be able to solve her problem because it, she is a hole, but we're going to prevent the off-site runoff from getting into her backyard. So we're just going to greatly improve that as well. Uh, the other points, Belmont King Street, we're going to double the capacity of that location. 
um, that sees frequent uh, and temporary standing water at that intersection. So we're going to improve that. We're going to improve the Hamp flood area uh, where water is bypassing an inlet. We're going to do some kind of some grading and surface improvements to that location. And then also Morris and Royal Avenue, uh, which currently has a draining system. It does not have enough capacity. We're going to extend an 18-inch pipe down Royal Avenue, tied into the pump station basin. We're going to double the capacity of that location. Should not be any problems whatsoever at that at that intersection um, as a result of this project. So, so we're going. You know, we're 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 getting down into the final weeds of the project. We're making sure that things are are actually going to be addressed instead of just putting pipes in the right of way um, and having um, and having making sure we solve you know the problems that are in the, the basin. So um, now looking at the old village and my final slide here is just gives you an example of what we're, what we have done and then what we're going to continue to do. What's shown in red is Royal Avenue Basin was just completed. Um, and the cyan color is the Edwards Basin. Um, we should be under construction middle of 2024, 2024 and it's about an 18-month project. We were just recently awarded the BRIC uh, grant for that one. So what we intend to do is move the LPDM or request a, a change for the LPDM to go to the Dovery Alhambra and the Sweetgrass showing in hatch pattern. That's $5.6 million and start the improvements there. Now, that's got a quick deadline of 2026. So, um, so we'll be moving forward as quickly as we possibly can once we get approved for any kind of scope change on, on, the, on the funds. Also underway is the Ben Sawyer that's shown in purple. That is uh, six six point nine million dollars. It's already been funded through SKIP. Uh, design and surveys underway. Uh, we're we're looking at uh, the best routes and um, and you know, we're moving forward as quickly as possible. That also has a deadline of December twenty twenty six as well. What's shown in blue is pending. We're going to uh, apply for grants uh, for the Brick 23 grant for the Church Street, Bennett Street, uh, Ferry Wharf, and uh, Hadrill Street. So, you know, out of the 900 acres, there's probably going to be three quarters of the old village that is hopefully will have an improved drain system within the next few years. Also, we're going to be monitoring and um, we're going to be monitoring doing the best we can to make sure that the impacts of construction to the residents are kept to a minimum. We could potentially have uh, four to five drainage basins under construction in 2025. There could be some overlap, but we're going to be monitoring and doing our best to kind of reduce the impact to the residents there. So that's, that's what I have, sir. Thank you for that. Um, Overview. I think I noticed on the um, Edwards Basin um, schematic that Thomas and Hutton is still our yes sir um, planner designer. Yes sir. Yes sir. They've they've been involved with this from the very beginning. Yes sir. Yeah. Um, all I can say is from years ago when this first came up. How many years ago? Ten. Well, the final. Well, the first report was 2017. Yeah. Came out in the evaluation. So right. Yes, sir. Um, we've come a long way, uh, funding, design, implementation, and um, I haven't heard any complaints um, yet <laughs> about Edwards. I mean, we know when things start moving, there's always somebody that didn't get the message or whatever, but from right. 
seeking the public input and what we got and the outreach effort, I think, has been fantastic, especially Thank about you. the lay down. And I think that's, mm -hmm. good. that's yeah. real good. Very helpful. Yes, sir, Ms. Chapman. Um, Mayor, I was going to echo what you said. Four years ago, when you were running for town council, these were some of the biggest issues. Mm -hmm. And obviously, <coughs> something thought we should approach being engineer. And um, I want to give kudos to our staff for taking the ball, running with it, getting the grants, and putting the rubber where the rubber meets the road. Having the Royal finished was a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, having Edwards almost underway within four years is a big deal. Um, it's just amazing what we've been able to do, working together, get this done. D isn't there something we're doing in Hobcaw as well? Uh, yes, sir. That's not a grant funded. Um, and we're, we are finished with the construction drawings. We've submitted that to FEMA and will be approved for phase two, and we should be moving forward with the construction as well. And, and we and, have that in the very near future. We already as well. have that agreement. Uh, yes, sir. So that, that's just amazing what the staff has been able to do mm -hmm. uh, working with our consultants and tackling what appeared at the time to be the biggest issue we had in the staff. And looks like we're almost halfway there. Mm -hmm. And it should be finished in the next four years. Yep. Other? No, yes, sir. Um, so I have a couple questions. So um, the, these, um, well, I guess for Edwards Park specifically, are the, is there any easements required or are they all, all work done in the right-of-way? It's all work to be done in the right-of-way. Okay. And that's true for all of these? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Um, we're still exploring Ben Sawyer, the best route for that. Okay. That's going to be very tight because we're going to reach out and try to resolve the Kincaid issue. Um, and uh, we've got three different options on the table. One could be uh, seeking a private easement, but there's two other options that, that actually goes in easements and right away. Um, Edwards, uh, nothing on, on Edwards and... Uh, and we haven't started with Saltgrass or Dovery or Alhambra just yet, but we're hoping to try to keep everything in the right way as well. Okay. Um, and the skip funds for the Ben Sawyer Basin, is that, um, is that uh, did we secure the funds for the entire project or just design? Um, for the entire project. Okay. We have $6.9 million. Okay. Uh, final question. Uh, the... Uh, Duffy baseball field that was being used for Royal is the plan to use that for uh, another uh, for a lay down yard for one of these other projects or are we looking to resurface that back into a field? Well, we we would love to we would love to open up the field. As of right now, we're still working through the lay down scenario and the situation. Like we said, we could have. We could have five of these drainage basins under construction at one time. That's material being brought into the area, uh, um, transported in between, you know, subdivision, stockpile, and right away. So lay down yards are very critical to this project. Um, so I don't really want to say, you know, definite to the baseball field or not to the baseball field, unless it's necessary. 
I mean, if it's necessary, we can, we'll work with what we can work with, but the lay down yards will be very critical for this. Okay. So to be determined. To be determined, yes, sir. Okay. Got it. Any other questions or comments? Thank you. Thank you. Great update. Thank you. It's probably fun to present one like that. Yes. <laughs> when you got so much progress and funding and um, actually, you know, one got funded twice and we're transferring part of that. <clears throat> um, item number six is to adjourn. Uh, thank you all very much. Thank you again, staff, for a great committee meeting. We'll stand adjourned. <clears throat>